So welcome back, everybody, to the third episode on Landing on Lansdowne podcast. I'm your boy, Chris Ferrara, with Mr. Bush. What's up? And so we have a ton to talk about today. This free agency has been unreal. But uh, first, we want to stay in-house because this is Landing on Lansdowne, the Red Sox podcast. So Devin, bring us through what the Red Sox have done so far this free agency season. So they took, they signed Michael Waka the depth guy you know stats weren't that good last year but they shuffled the race shuffled him between the bullpen uh starting rotation he was much better in the rotation finished the season strong i mean if he's your fifth starter that's not that bad and worst comes to worst he's a long swing he's a long reliever swing man type guy out of the bullpen it's only one year seven million there's not really any commitment it's more of a low risk high upside i mean he could whoa <laughs> what's that <laughs> he could uh he could revert back to his uh, cardinal days walker which would be pretty sick to see but that'd be sick for us because we hammered him in 2013 yeah uh, exactly series <laughs> yeah but i mean like if we had if that came back somehow some magical potion that would be awesome yeah i mean he was like the ace of that uh world series team him and wainwright yeah i know and it was like a deadly combination i i like the cardinals they're a solid team yeah yeah, for real. So the Red Sox signed James Paxton, left-handed pitcher. He was with the Yan- he was with the Yankees. Got hurt, back surgery. Went to the Mariners on a like low risk, high reward type deal. Blew out his UCL in his first start. Had Tommy John in April. It's a one year, ten million dollar deal with two club options. So it's mainly like. It's the type of deal where if his rehab and he comes back looking decent, they'll keep him around for next year and maybe the year after. If it's not going according to plan, they could just cut him loose. There's really no commitment, but if they want to keep him around for three years, they can because he's in a high upside arm. I mean, he's an ERA under four for his career. Big power arm. So, yeah, I'm glad the Red Sox got like kind of an established pitcher. Uh, hopefully he can eat up some innings too, kind of like Waka. But um, I, I'm happy with it. I think it will go somewhere. It's nothing crazy, but it's a, it's a typical Heimblum move. Not gonna lie. Yeah, he and, should be back by uh, midseason too. So yeah, so nothing, nothing crazy. All right, now let's talk about the uh, Mr. Kluber staying on the uh, professional train. Yeah. Apparently the Red Sox, according to sources, were pretty close to signing Kluber, but at the last minute, Tampa Bay came in. It's probably a better fit for him with yeah. Tampa. Yeah. It, just knowing how to work their pitching staffs extremely well. Especially because Tampa just spent all their money on somebody. Yeah. Mr. Wander <laughs> Franco got paid. Yeah. That, that, that just blows my mind. I mean, I get it in a sense of like, you want your young stud and like build around him. But, I mean, that much money for someone who hasn't played he, – he's only played, what, not even a full season, right? No, but watching him in person, he's different. Seriously? He's he's 20 years old, and he looks like a grown man. He is different. I don't understand how that happens because he's younger than us. And he, look, he probably looks 10 years older than us. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I really have no idea. Did you see that Maybe. picture that was on, um, I think, Twitter today? It was like – vladimir guerrero's 15 year old son have you seen that yeah yeah i saw that oh my god that was absurd he literally looks older than vladdy jr oh i know crazy 
I don't, I don't get how these kids get so big. I mean, even back at home playing growing up, just some of these 16 year olds are just like, wow. For real. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So uh, going to some Red Sox minor league moves, they signed uh, Rob Ref Snyder. He was with the Yankees, then went to the Twins last year. Looked for him to be to fill in like a Jack Lopez or Yairo Munez type role where they're in AAA, but something happens. They need a utility guy to come up for a week or two. That's going to be his role. He's yeah. played in the big league. I mean, nothing special, just a depth signing, which it's always good to have. Exactly. Always good to have. Yeah. And then uh, they also signed outfielder Christian Stewart. He was with the Tigers for a couple years in the big leagues. Again, nothing OPS in the 600s, nothing crazy. He's a power bat. He has pop. It's just him being able to put it together consistently. Mm-hmm. He was a first rounder. So hopefully they can get something out of him like they did with Arroyo being a former, a former uh, first rounder that kind of just like spiraled out. Yeah. That's it for Red Sox news, right? Uh, they avoided arbitration with Frazier and Ploiecki. And then, um, they non-tendered outfielder Tim LaCastro, who was claimed off waivers at the end of the year from the Yankees. I mean, there's been – I've seen talk on Twitter that he's expected to re-sign with them on a minor league deal, but nothing yet. So, wait and see for that. I mean, I'm glad Pilecki's back. I hope he can come up with something like the shopping cart for next season, if there is a next season, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, what do you think the Red Sox need to do, man? Like, what else are they missing? Like, I think they're – Obviously, sign Schwarber or something like that. Go, go bring back uh, Schwarber and go sign Stroman. Yeah, I think Stroman's like their biggest target. I don't know if I'm like – I like the move. Obviously, we need more pitching because more pitching is like – obviously, everyone needs pitching. Yeah. But um, I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of the Stroman move. Not going to lie. I don't know why. A sneaky fit could be Clayton Kershaw. I was thinking that. And, okay, so one of my teammates um, – <clears throat> shout out the Arm Barn podcast, by the way. That's there. But um, he um, he said he, Kershaw to the Red Sox when we were in the gym one time. I'm like, dude, no. Like, that's not a high blue move. Yeah, it is. He's coming off injury. Yeah, but he's – how old is Kershaw now? He's a little older, but – I mean, that would be awesome to see, and I feel like jersey sales would go through the roof, but I don't see it happening, honestly. But it, it, is, it is a sneaky fit. The, the biggest fit I see is probably a column McHugh type dude. Pitch multiple innings out of the pen. He was unbelievable at the Rays last year. Yeah. He was, you know, great with the Red Sox after pitching 0.0 innings in 2020. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I think my biggest fit that I thought was going to work out for the Red Sox, Mr. Baez. And he is gone. And that leads us to our next topic of the podcast the free agency frenzy that is going on right now. It's absolutely unreal. Um, I mean, dude, what do you, right now, what do you think is the most surprising move that happened? The Rangers. I mean, they spent $500 million in like yeah. a day and a half. Yeah. For like fancy new middle infield. And it, it's kind of funny. Uh, Corey Seager has, what is it? The fifth most home runs at Globe Life Park or no fourth, fourth or fifth. Fourth. Yeah, in Globe Life history. Yeah. And he's not even on the Rangers, which is hilarious. I, I wrote an article about it, and um, I 
feel like the greatest way to bring in a new stadium is bringing the greatest player of that stadium. <laughs> Cause in 2020, when he just went off in the bubble and everything. So I feel like Corey Seager can be a great fit and Marcus Simeon too. Like, I think if you're just a rebuilding team, like the Rangers, like um, I feel like the Marlins too, like you bring in like big names and then you start building around them. I feel like you're solid. So I talked about this on the last pot and you told me I was crazy. I, yeah, I know my mind. I said, Simeon to the Rangers. <laughs> my mind has changed. Okay. <laughs> I literally called Simeon to the Rangers. That's why I don't work in the MLB. Okay. I think I have, do I. <laughs> yeah. Have, have I gone over with all these free agents so far? Thank you. Might have. Yeah. I'm not surprised. All right. So we got Baez signing to Detroit for 140 for six years. Seager, 325 for 10, which, by the way, how much money is Correa going to get? He's going to get a lot because he's younger. Yeah, but Corey Seager signed for 325 for 10 years. That's, speaking of, that's just speaking of Correa, I just got a notification from Bleacher Report that says free agent shortstop getting a ton of interest, but is comfortable waiting until after the lockout to sign, according to John Heyman. Oh, that's such a tease. I know. So probably gonna have to wait for him. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's no one better than him this free agency season. So, no, fair enough. Um, but one of the, I think, I think the most surprising move personally is uh, Max Scherzer to the Mets. I didn't see that one coming. That is like, you just, as if you're Scherzer, you just can't walk away from that deal. 130 over three. That's insane. That is insane. He's going to be the highest played player per year, like in the MLB. Garrett Cole is, I think, 34 per year, right? And then Max Scherzer is now like 44. Yeah, it's crazy. Something like that, which is just unreal. Especially, what, Scherzer's 37, right? Yeah, let me look it up real quick. Keep the hat off. Max Scherzer is 37, yes. Yeah, 37 years old. And, dude, he's going to get paid $44 million in his 40-year-old season. Crazy. Crazy. That's, Tom Brady doesn't even make that much. No, but there's also a salary cap in uh, football. Yes, but still. Which <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah, exactly. But, I don't know, Scherzer to the Mets for three years, $130 million unreal that one two combo of him and Degrom, it's gonna be something special i mean what um when he was talking uh stephen cohen on twitter when he was talking about who's the free agent that signed Matt, right Matt. yeah yeah he just got i guess he just got pissed off because you saw his most recent tweet where he's like i've never seen an agent so disrespectful yeah. and i guess promises don't mean anything i think that really pissed him off and made him just want to go sign the greatest pitching free agent there is right now well, do you see when he announced the Scherzer deal? No. During Matt's press conference. Oh, my God, he did? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, it, was I like 10, it was like within the hour of it starting or during it, one of the two. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. It's oh kind of funny, I'm not going to lie. I know, that's hilarious. I love this guy. I feel like more GM should be like him, just be a little more vocal on Twitter and have like the fans see what's up. Yeah, but if you lose, that's a really bad look. <laughs> yeah, like the whole thumbs down thing that the Mets did this year. Like, bad look. Terrible look. So uh, let's stay on the Mets. Starling Marte, it's a solid signing, right? Yeah, I mean, 
he's a great center fielder, speed, power. He's an athlete. He's a really good player. So are they getting rid of our boy Kevin Pilar, our former Red Sox? Kevin, uh, Kevin Pilar. Kevin bring him Pilar. back. Bring him back to Boston. Yeah, bring him back to Boston. <laughs> Kevin Pilar, Boston legend. <laughs> for real. Played here for a half of a year and got us the who do you get us? Jacob Wallace. I think I don't I don't know for sure. Who do we trade him to? Colorado. No, no. Cleveland. Whatever. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It's not like we got anybody like big anyway. Yeah. All right. Who's the next free agent you want to bring up? Uh, let's talk about the two uh, big arm or another two big arms, uh, Gosman and Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray. I am very hyped up for the Seattle team. Like super hyped up. I remember in what was it? Our first or second podcast, I was talking about how I miss I miss said Kyle and I said Corey Seager, but Kyle Seager was crying after like his team lost because I mean he kind of assumed that he's not gonna be back because he's gonna be worth so much more. But oh I'm, it's also because an ownership ownership leaked uh email, but yeah. Wait, what? I'll tell you later. Don't really <laughs> want to say this on you. All right, so I'll just say let's say the Mariners thing done so we don't don't get you in trouble. Yeah. Dude, you know so fucking much, bro. This was like a huge news story for like a month. I, like the beginning of the season. Why didn't I hear about that? Oh, it was pretty, it's pretty bad. Okay, just tell me after. All right, so um, anyway, uh, Robbie Ray to Seattle. I was very hyped up about that because Kyle Seeger was crying after the game that they lost because he wasn't going to come back because he's probably too expensive. That's what I thought, at least. And Seattle turns around and just signs the former AL Cy Young winner to five-year, $115 million contract, which I was pretty shocked, dude. I'm happy the Mariners are just pushing and they know like it's time to be good again because historically their team sucks. I made the playoffs. Yeah. Like they, it's 20 years, right? Since they haven't made the playoffs. Yeah. Like the one thing about Robbie Ray, he's never, he hasn't been good up until this year. Yeah. And he's 30. So. And I know it was a 2020 like shortened season thrown out, but he had like a seven ERA. Yeah. And then he got fixed and excelled this year. My thing is if you excelled with that team and they obviously know something about your pitch usage or something. Yeah. What I don't know if it was the smartest move for him to leave when Gosman got literally the same contract. Yeah, five difference. I don't know if that was the smartest move for Robbie Ray to leave. I feel like if Robbie Ray maybe had one more season in Toronto and did the same thing again, like shoved again, like oh, he would, he would get so much more, so much more, dude, so much more. But he's I mean, got good stuff. He's always been a high strikeout guy. It's just the command and control part where he's always going to have a ton of walks. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's got the kind of like fuck you attitude like the game against the diamondbacks where he's just chirping with the coach and everything like yeah he's he's got that uh chip on his shoulder that he plays with he's a competitor out there there's no doubt yeah exactly like nobody else yeah so i mean he's a good player we'll see if he lives up to uh this 150 million dollars that he's gonna get and now like you said gosman pretty much got the same contract uh gosman's so good huh gosman's so good his splitter is insane yeah I know, just pitching ninja, seeing all those layouts. Layout it's stupid, but I mean, I think I think that's a solid deal. Um, Blue Jays need pitching. Everyone needs pitching, obviously. Yeah, that's um, a great deal for them. Yeah, I just Sucks. wish I wish the Blue Jays would have kept Simeon. Not gonna lie, 
So I feel like they would have kept really, Yeah, but there's, they're not going to give him that contract when they got Bichette, Vladdy Jr., Guriel Jr., Biggio. Yeah. yeah. Like you said last time, we can move Biggio to second base. And like yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's pretty solid. Who else? Who else are we talking about? Chris Taylor, Red Sox were uh, – there was a fit, but I guess the Reds – there was no real traction there. But he just re-signed with the Dodgers or like about an hour ago. I like Chris Taylor. He's a solid guy. He's really good. So that would have been that would have been nice to see him. He's yeah. kind of he's kind of fits the Red Sox just as like playing. He's style. Kike 2.0. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's not bad to have two Kikes. Not gonna lie. And Kike is a free agent after this year, so hopefully we resign him. But if not, Taylor could fit right into that role. Yeah, but I think you have to sign Kike. Like I, as Red Sox, you have to keep this core together. Yes and no. Why not? I don't get me wrong. I love Kike, but there's a lot of like, I have no problem trading Bob. Yeah. Well, he's no not problem. really like, I'm talking the core like Kike, Devers, Bogarts, and oh, yeah. Keep those, yeah. Keep those guys. I mean, JD's probably going to walk after this year, but, yeah. but it's probably that's why I think it's so important for them to resign Schwarber because JD's going to walk and Schwarber transitions into that DH role perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, nothing could honestly be better in that situation just in case J.D. walks. But I think if you have J.D. stay, like in Schwarber stay, it would kind of be like a power struggle-ish. You would have to get rid of Bobby Dalback. Bob, I mean, Bobby's going to be gone either way. It's Tristan's job. Yeah, yeah, which is still so weird to say. But yeah. I, know. <laughs> I saw something interesting on Twitter today that the Dodgers and Yankees were trying to talk to Freeman and but the Red Sox were like a sneaky fit for Freeman, which I don't see. But John Heyman put it on Twitter. I personally don't see the fit because you have a power hitting first baseman, yeah, as big league ready as close to big league ready as you can get. Bob, he, I mean, as as I'm saying, he's probably gonna get traded. He hammers balls, yeah, exactly. Like, he's a he's gonna be a good hitter. He's just really streaky, but if he can stay consistent, he's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Now, if you if you get Rizzo or like Freeman or something, there's going to be too many cooks in the kitchen. Exactly like, at corner positions where you can't really move them. Exactly. So, I agree with you with there. Like, I, yeah. I don't know how Freeman hasn't signed with the Braves yet. And like what I saw, what he wanted was not that crazy. Yeah, I know. And he's like the face of Atlanta. Like he's the best first baseman in baseball. Yeah, he's arguably maybe the best hitter too. Like he's always consistent. for real. It's insane, like how he hasn't re-signed yet. Yeah, him and Joey Votto are always so consistent every year. You know what? For you're real, doing. it's crazy. Yeah. So um, Atlanta, step it up. Come on. For real. Uh, speaking of the NL East, Marlins pulled off a couple trades. They got a uh, Jacob Stallings from Stallings from the. Pirates, they signed Avisil Garcia to a four-year deal. And then they traded for Joey Wendell, all-star infielder from Tampa Bay, which helps the Red Sox because Wendell just hits. Yeah, he defense. unbelievable. It was, it was terrifying in the ALCS when he came up with his no batting gloves and was just like, oh, I'm going to hit this ball 500. He's so sneaky, under the radar, good. I feel like any, any player without batting gloves is always like that, not going to lie. Yeah, except for Blake Swihart. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, how did they ruin his career? Let's throw you in left field, breaks his ankle. I know, 
dude. It's such a shame to see. For real. But whatever happens. Shout out the Marlins, dude. I hope Marlins they lives. I hope they go after Correa. <laughs> I would love to see that. Could you imagine if they did a stand in 2.0 and just sign Correa to this mega contract that they can't afford? And yeah, but this is a new ownership group. Huh? This is a new ownership group. I know, but it's the it would just be funny. Yeah. You no, know, like they always exactly. do good and then trade everyone away. Like Adam Duvall. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. I I just hope they keep building and don't trade. They signed Sandy Alcantara to that uh extension. Yeah, I know, which is solid. They they need to keep that pitching that young pitching core together. Yeah, Chuck those Rogers, guys are Alcantara, six toe, like yeah, they're studs. So I hope they stay together. And um I hope the show doesn't bring back Edward Cabrera because uh, that card was unreal. Now we'll get the show. All right. Anyway, who's next on the list? So, you know, we got uh, Anthony Rizzo, Brad Miller, who could be a sneaky fit because he's a left-handed bat that could come off the bench, play multiple positions. He could be a sneaky backup fit for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox want to platoon a lefty with the righty for Bobby Dowback. Colin Moran just got a non-tendered by the Pirates. I could see that. Yeah, but the the young talent, like you have. Cassie. Yeah, but he he would just be easy to DFA. Okay, but I, why would you want to sign a guy and just do that? Then you know what I mean. Hold over till Cassis is ready. I mean, but I feel like he's going to be ready in like this year or next. Yeah, no, but I'm saying is platoon in the meantime because Bob just can't hit righties. Okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Chris Bryant still a sneaky fit for me. Because he play he plays both corner positions, third and first, and left and right. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like Chris Bryant coming here would be another situation. Like if Freddie Freeman came here, too many cooks in the kitchen. I could see it if Schwarber doesn't resign. Yes, I feel like the Red Sox can't really do anything until Schwarber signs. I think that that's what's going to be what sets the tone for their off season. Yeah. But I mean, the best player of all time is a free agent, Brock Holt. <laughs> Bring Brock back. We need that to happen. I need to see that happen. Make shirts. Bring Brock back. Bring Brock back. Our first merch drop is Bring Brock back. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. You want to do it? I'm down. <laughs> I would be, let's, let's just see. Let's see. Let's see what we can do. Let's see. That'd be awesome. For real. We got a couple shortstops, Correa. Trevor's story I could see because he can also play center field. He can? The Padres tried to trade for him at the deadline and said they're going to play him in center. Really? Could be, a, could be the same thing as Kike where play second, short, center. I think that could be a sneaky fit. I feel like, like Corey wouldn't want to But, like, the money's right. He'll, anyone's going to do anything. That is, that is very true, yes. But you – know? Uh, Jose Iglesias we need to bring wouldn't, would not surprise me if he's back Neat. on a one-year deal. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. Um, Clint Frazier signed with the Cubs. You see that? I didn't, no. Yeah, he signed a one-year deal with the Cubs. So well, I, mean, I know the Yankees DFA'd him, but I didn't know. Yeah, so rest in peace to the Frazier and Duhard trade jokes. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
the Yankees are just, it's beautiful to see. It is gorgeous to see. They are just a dumpster fire. And this offseason, they are. Yankee fans have just like, they're like talking about like, do you follow Gary Sheffield Jr. on Twitter? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Funny as Twitter. Yeah, I love Gary Sheffield. Twitter. You're saying today on Twitter, like, why are people just counting Glaber in as an automatic lock for the infield? He's been, he hasn't been good for three years, and Gio Urshela has hit like 290 the past three years. I, yeah, I know. I don't like, what are the Yankees doing, dude? It's not the Yankees. I mean, they're spending money. I mean, they have a high payroll. It's their fans that just make it so insufferable. Yeah, but they're, they're spending money like it's no tomorrow all the time, every year, and they never win. Well, I mean, they're all, they're paying a ton ton of money to Aaron Hicks. Yeah, look how good that. Like, I know. I mean, the Yankees really aren't that bad. I mean, I, their rotation isn't bad at all. I really like Jameson Tyon. You got Garrett Cole. As much as I think he's a prima donna, he's a great pitcher. And then uh, their bullpen's nasty. I mean, there's their no way around. Their bullpen is very solid. And I think to build a good team, you have to have good pitching and especially a great bullpen. But but that is not work for the Yankees. They, but, but I think the problem is with the Yankees is Gary behind the plate. I just yeah. don't think he's a good leader. He doesn't they, command. They just extended him. They just tendered his contract. But he's not a good leader back there. He brings down to energy. Yeah. Are they seeing something we're not? Are, are we blind? Are we the ones? Like, is the majority? They're seeing, they're seeing the upside. What? He hits bombs. Put him at the H. But you have Stanton. You have Judge. You have Voight. Like, That's the problem. They're going to tra- they're gonna have to trade Voight. Yeah, they do have to trade Voight. Well, if Rizzo doesn't sign back, then keep Voight. Yeah. But I hope Rizzo doesn't sign back because I love Rizzo. And his little yeah. run thing he does in Coral Springs. Or oh, yeah. It was, it was pinstripes this year, and I saw it, and I was just oh. like, you know who could be a fit for the Red Sox? Rich Hill. Rich Hill? He's signed with them every time he, like, just doesn't have a contract. The Red Sox are like, yeah, come, we'll just trade you to somebody when after a couple starts. Yeah, but, uh, like, how is that a good fit then? <laughs> in- instant uh, death in the rotation. A guy comes back from injury. Okay, we're just going to trade you. Like, he's still gross. Yeah. I, yeah, maybe. I can see that. I, that's definitely a high move. Yeah, it is a high move. Uh, for pitchers, you got Rondon. I don't see it. Kershaw, maybe. Uh, Stroman, Granky. I see Stroman. Granky's a free agent. Yeah, but he just no. I wouldn't do that. He's he's gonna go to some like lesser name team. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Boyd just got non-tendered by the Tigers. I could see it. Yeah. Bloomies go to bed earlier because I keep on waking up with all these all this news and having to write blogs at like 6 a.m. Yeah, this is this is absolutely ridiculous. So <laughs> let's, um, I I don't even know what happened, but I guess we have JBJ again, which is interesting. Yeah, we traded uh Hunter Renfro, who hit 259, 31 home runs last year, for uh Jackie Bradley Jr., who hit a whopping 163 last year. Jesus. But we also got really good prospect back in uh, – how do I say his name? Alex Benellis. He was supposed to be a first-rounder coming out of Louisville, but he broke his hand eight bone in his hand, got off to a slow start. He 
hit 155 the first month of the year at Louisville. And then he winded up hitting 256 with 19 home runs in 50 games. That's pretty solid. So he fell to the third round, signed for 700,000. But he, like, around the baseball industry, he was viewed as a top 15 pick before Mm -hmm. his injury. And then with the Brewers, between rookie ball and A ball, he hit, uh, where is it? Hit 309 with nine home nine home runs, 11 doubles. He got on base at a 390 clip and slugged 583. And he currently slots in as the number 16 prospect in the Red Sox organization. So what position is he? He's a third baseman. All right. I mean, that's pretty solid. I mean, we don't need Yeah. And we also got uh, Alex Hamilton. He's a shortstop minor leaguer. I think he's just more of just like a depth guy. Any relation to Josh? Hopefully not. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up his baseball reference page. No, that's wrong. Does he even have a baseball reference page? Yeah, he does. He's a here Brewers top prospects. Uh, he's taking off. Oh, this is so hard to find now that MLB doesn't have anything on their website. Stop bringing me back to the Brewers page. He's not on there. Oh my god. Anyway, let's get to the Rich Hill signing. Yeah. Brought brought back Rich Hill for like third time. You literally said when we were recording the original podcast. I Dude, called it. You're like a baseball savant. I swear. I also called uh, Stroman to the Cubs. <laughs> yeah, I again, you are a baseball savant, dude. It's it's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got Rich Hill back. I mean, he was really good last year. Yeah. Between the Mets and the Rays, he had a 3.86 ERA in 32 games, started 31 through 158.2 innings, had a 1-2 whip. His curveball 81st percentile on the spin rate. Everyone knows how good that pitch is. Yeah. Drops an average of 16.3 inches. That's crazy. And his fastball is in the 71st percentile and uh, spin rate. And uh, I wrote it down in the blog. It drops, I think, nine inches. Oh, my God. Yeah. So his stuff will definitely play up. He's comfortable in Boston. He's from Boston. Or he's from Milton, Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, sun comes up in the east, pay taxes, death, and Rachel signing back for the Red Sox. So, exactly. All right. So, that's our emergency update we had to add in this little podcast. So, um, we'll, uh, we'll send it back to us in the original recording. Chad Cole, or Cole, I don't know how to say his last name, with, from the Pirates. He got non tender. He's got some gross stuff. His, some of his pitches are in Pitching Ninja. He's with Pittsburgh, so, I mean, he didn't have a good year, but he, he's got really good stuff. He How could be – young, right? He's 29. Hey. But you take a flyer on him on a one-year deal, hope it turns out like Pavetta did. Yeah, you can see what happens. Yeah. Um. Relievers, Kenley Jansen would be nice. He's going back to LA. Talking with the Marlins yesterday, I think I saw. Really? Don Mattingly, that's why. Oh, true. But I mean, Kenley Jansen's been there since he was like a catcher, right? Yeah. Another guy I could see them going after is reliever John Curtis. 
Mm-hmm. Used to be with Tampa. Got traded to Milwaukee. He's with Anyone Tampa. who used to be with Tampa is automatically connected to the Red Sox. That's what I'm thinking. That's and he is pretty good. I could totally see that, and I would not be opposed to that at all. No, I mean, there's a reason why they were at Tampa. So let's bring them here. Exactly. But dude, poor Tampa, man. Oh my gosh, they're they're still gross. They're still gross, but they're gonna be screwed in like three years. They got like the best farm system. Yeah, but like if they just keep on trading everybody off, you know who you know who's gonna replace uh, Wendell? Oh, Xavier Edwards. What? <laughs> the top one hundred prospect. Dude, that's again. This is so weird. I know. So weird to hear, dude. Because I remember his name in high school. How hyped he was. Yeah, he's like the fastest dude on earth. Oh my god. Speaking of fast, what is Enrique Bradfield like? Um. He's draft eligible, yeah, draft eligible next year. Do you think he's going to be a first round pick? Yeah. Yes, I do. He is so good. He's so fast. Oh my God. So during COVID when it was the whole, um, you know, quarantine yeah. down and everything, the Palm beach league and the South Florida league were the only two leagues really open. So he, yeah. instead of going to the Cape, I think he came to the Palm beach league and he played in those Palm beach Marlins with um, Luis Castillo and, Alex Gonzalez. Yeah, like Tuero and all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, now, this, this summer is like uh, Palm Beach, MVP Marlins. So, like, yeah. uh, Cigarro was there. Uh, yeah. Angel Diaz was on that team, dude. But anyway, <clears throat> last summer, or 2020 summer, I remember Enrique Bradfield, like, he took off on our pitcher. <clears throat> and um, he stole second or whatever, like, on a lefty move. He just took off. And then he, yeah. tried, to do, he tried to steal home or whatever. <laughs> On, on a pickoff, it was first and third, and he tried going home after the pitcher went to first, and I threw him out at home, and I have never felt like such a big dog in my life. I was like, oh, what's up? And I'm pretty sure he does not remember that even happened, but the fact That's that so I did hard. that, it's like, it's nuts. So, <laughs> yeah, you're going to remember that for like a long time, and he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, whatever, yeah, exactly. Oh, like, what else? I remember one time when I was like 10, um, I was working at Bomberito and I was working out next to Tristan Cassis and he will never remember that story, but I will like, it's just nuts. Yeah. Tristan, Tristan's a stud. Yeah. And then, He's oh, so good. Dude. When we played, remember when Heritage Plantation had those short fences? Oh yes, I do. <laughs> Why well, should say it like that? Saw a lot of home runs fly over those fences from behind the plate. Oh yeah. Dude. I remember he put one to the fence and only got like a double out of it. And I'm at first base because he's a big lefty. I'm like, oh my God, don't hit it to me. Don't hit it to me. And he's just a nuke out the fence. It was, it was the hardest ball hit, but it like didn't go high. Didn't get high enough. Yeah. yeah. But, That's funny. Uh, we do need to have an episode where we just talk about South Florida baseball, man. Yeah, I know. We keep on saying that. <laughs> yeah, I know. We got to We got to do it. We got to do it. All right, so um, let's wrap up this episode, though, with the uh, CBA, what that is and what that means for the uh, Red Sox. So, Devin. So, there's potentially going to, barring any crazy changes tonight at midnight, there will be a, the owners have the possibility of locking out the players, which would mean no transactions are allowed, no workouts at MLB facilities, drug testing by MLB stops, and the players are allowed to go to other leagues, such as winter leagues, independent leagues, Japan, et cetera. But the minor leagues do not stop. 
because there's no minor league players union. It's only 40 man roster guys. Yeah. So possibly see a bunch of prospects move on the move. See a lot of pros- prospects. They, they could still trade prospects during the lockout, right? It's just anybody on a 40 man roster that's a part of the players union. Okay. All right. So yeah, I, we won't see any more deals tonight, right? That's it. You won't see deals till there's a, they come to agreement, which not looking too good. Why so. is everyone saying it's not looking too good this year, though? Like, what's so different about this year than any other? Because the players want to reach free agency sooner instead of the six years. They want it to be five or by the time you reach 29 and a half years old. Mm-hmm. And then MLB, like, I think the owners want, like, a salary cap and the players want a salary floor. The Scherzer is getting paid more than the whole, like, Orioles, Marlins, and Guardians payroll. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it does on both sides, but hopefully there's no salary cap. I, yeah. You I, want the rest I, of the same restraint of the Marlins? <laughs> I mean, yes, in terms of being, I guess, a Marlins fan, but I'm more of a Red Sox fan anyway. But you know like, what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying. I do like the tax, how there's a luxury tax. Like, if you go over it's yeah. enough. Um, I like that, but... I also like seeing the little teams do good. Like it sucks seeing like the Marlins, like the Mariners and all these small market teams just not do anything. And they're just there, you know, they're just there. Yeah, for the- but then, then you look at Tampa, you look at Milwaukee. Is, is Milwaukee considered small market? I mean, it's Milwaukee, dude. I would say so. Yeah. Their, their football team's funded by the, the state. Like, yeah, exactly. So um, uh, who else is a small market team that's really good? Huh. Yeah, that's not really small market. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you get some good like front office guys, like you're able to build a huge like empire. Like the Rays have almost. I mean, you hear the Rays, you don't know any of their players, but you just know they They're win good. every year. Yeah. I, I just I don't know man I kind of want to see it more on an even playing like even playing field yeah um I just I just hate seeing the little teams get whipped up on all the time and like the whole Kyle, Kyle Seeger situation where he just cries and everything because he knows his team's not gonna be able to afford him after like I hate seeing that and I hate seeing like anybody big I hate seeing anybody big just end up going to the Dodgers or the Yankees you know no I know that yeah now the Rangers yeah now the Rangers supposedly so Rangers after 102 loss year building around Jack Leiter called it last episode. Yeah, I know. That's that's absurd, dude. I, I don't know how I feel about that, but I mean, well, at least they're doing something. I like seeing the small teams. I mean, they're not a small team. They're the Rangers. Yeah. They, I like seeing the little they, teams do something. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just looking at the player's point of view. Yeah. Uh, like for example. Yeah, there's two sides to every argument. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, tomorrow yeah. take Rhea. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> all right, dude. Are we good? Is that it? Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Thank you all for listening or watching, whichever one you're on, to the third episode of the Landing on Lansdowne podcast. And we will see you next time.